there is an epidemic failure within the game to understand what is really happening. And this leads people who run Major League Baseball teams to misjudge their players and mismanage their teams. Go on. Okay. People who run ball clubs, they think in terms of buying players. Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. And in order to buy wins, you need to buy runs. You're trying to replace Johnny Damon. The Boston Red Sox see Johnny Damon and they see a star who's worth seven and a half million dollars a year. When I see Johnny Damon, what I see is is an imperfect understanding of where runs come from. The guy's got a great glove. He's a decent leadoff hitter. He can steal bases, but is he worth the seven and a half million dollars a year that the Boston Red Sox are paying him? No. No. Baseball thinking is medieval. They are asking all the wrong questions. Yes, everybody's asking all the wrong questions. I use that clip from uh, Moneyball, which I used the clip from them last week as well. But you know what? It's such, you know what? These movies give you the, the answers to all life's questions. And if you watch them and think about what they're saying, you know what? The, the, the world is asking all the wrong questions. We're going to talk about some of those things. But you know what? Who cares what shows on Donald Trump's tax returns? Who cares what the laws on on gun control? I saw I saw a little video that uh, came out said, "Hey, hey, we just cre- created the the answer to the uh, to the to the all the gun violence." They came out with these stickers that say "gun free zones." You just put them up. Just put "hey, gun free zones," and people won't use guns there. You know what? It just, you know, people just don't think right in this country. People don't think, you know, and, and just so you guys, while you guys are enjoying 4th of July weekend, I will be in, uh, in Pennsylvania with my Democrat sister and her husband at my, at my most likely Democrat niece and her Democrat husband to be, uh, um, wedding, uh, this weekend. And in Pennsylvania where I've never been, my sister's been out there for 20 years and I've never, I've never been there. And I, I think I know why. Um, but I, and I think I probably won't be invited there again after this weekend because, uh, you know what, uh, you know, to use a, a line from Ron White, I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability. So anyway, uh, you know what? I know I'm going to be in the, in a room full of uh, Democrats this weekend. While you're listening to this, I'll be in a room full of Democrat Jewish people, and I just won't be able to hold my tongue. And because I just can't, it, I just can't see idiots. Uh, I, that's another word for Democrats. Just go on being stupid without saying something. You know, I'm. You know, it's. I can't let my kids be dumb, and I can't let my friends be dumb, and I can't let my coworkers just continue to think they're think they're intelligent, and I can't let my listeners to think that you know. Just in case there are some Democrats that listen, I just can't. You know, I have the right to remain silent, but I just don't have the ability. 
So uh, I'm going to talk about stuff that's going on in this country. And for this last week, I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. Everybody has a right to their own opinion, and everybody has a right to hear mine. That's why you tune into the main event every week. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in the city of Marina Valley, also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California for all your real estate financing needs. If you're interested in getting in, in if you're interested in getting involved in any of those fantastic opportunities that are real estate and the interest rates are unbelievably awesome right now. I guess I have to change my commercial because it says that they're going up. I guess I don't change that often enough. But uh, rates are unbelievably low right now, and uh, they probably will continue to, to stay low and get lower as the uh, European Union crumbles, um, and uh, which is a good thing, which I'll talk about in a second. But if you're interested and you want to you wanna get some information, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get me, uh, but you don't want to call because you don't want me to know what your voice sounds like until you know that you're not asking dumb questions and all, you know, all no questions are dumb questions except for the ones that you don't ask. Uh, but you want to go on edhoffman.net, click on listen, uh, apply now, put in as uh, much information as you want me to have and tell me what kind of information you want. And I'll fill in the missing pieces of your real estate financing puzzle or your uh, real estate question. And I will guide you towards the answer that's right for you. Whether or not it's good for me, I'll tell you what's right for you. And uh, then if you hear something that you want, uh, and you know, you'll when you put that in, you'll hear back from either myself uh, by email, text, phone call, uh, however you want to be, or you'll hear from one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Randy Sampius, Alex Rojas, uh, Eric Marquez, or Justin Clark, and we will uh, take good care of you and guide you towards what you need. If here's something that you want repeated on uh, the show, you can uh, hear the the replay on uh, edhoffman.net. Click on listen to the main event right now. That that uh that uh button is towards the bottom of the page. Um, the guy that does my website's been sick, so I gotta fix that and then uh, put it back up at the top. And then, uh, or you can also get me on iTunes and you can go on podcast on your iPhone, your iPad, your iWatch, your uh, eyeballs or whatever, your uh, i there's something else, iPhone. And uh, you can subscribe for free and it'll download to your device once a week. You listen anytime you want. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman. You can find our Facebook page, search the main event 590 for our uh, show page. And you can read my opinion columns in iebusinessdaily.com. Click on the opinion tab and you'll see my opinions. This week's columns about the United States, what we can learn from Great Britain after the Brexit vote. You know what I hear? Uh, I hear people talking about the Texit vote. Uh, I guess that's not new news. But after Brexit, people are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe Texit going to be next. And uh, where Texas may secede from the Union. Similar to what Britain did with the European Union. But I guess I'll start talking about that first because that's the first subject on my on my li on my uh, list of things that happened this week. So last week, United, the citizens of the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union in a 52 to 48 percent vote. The referendum turnout was 71.8 percent of voters, with more than 30 million people voting. It was the UK's highest voter turnout in 25 years. Just what we expect, November 8th. Because Republicans are going to come out, conservatives are going to come out, independents are going to come out, and Democrats, you guys vote Wednesday, November 9th. 
the, move, the movement to exit the EU was, fuel, it was fueled by a bipartisan campaign called Vote Leave and was supported by leaders on both sides of the aisle in the United Kingdom. Uh, but, here, but here in the U.S., President Obama spoke out against Brexit, predicted that people would vote it down. Uh, once again, wrong. Donald Trump, speaking from his Turnberry golf course in Scotland the day of the vote, said this. It's an amazing day, very historic day for a lot of reasons, not only Turnberry. This was one of the big votes in the history of Europe and Scotland and everywhere. Uh, I was actually very surprised that President Obama would have come over here and he would have been so bold as to tell the people over here what to do. He's constantly dictating to the world what they should do. The world doesn't listen to him. Obviously, you can see that by the vote. But he's constantly dictating to other countries. So, you know, certainly it doesn't stop at the water's edge with him. And, you know, very importantly, he got it totally wrong. And he's embarrassed. Yeah, he should be embarrassed because he's a he's a moron. And uh, if you remember, if you remember the um, early in his career when he thought he was thought he was lo- universally loved across the across the world, he flew uh, Air Force One, him and Michelle Obama to um, Amsterdam, was it, to meet with the Olympic Committee to see if he could get the Summer Olympics for 2016 to uh, be in his hometown of Chicago. And uh, they said, thank you, Mr. Obama, and awarded it to Brazil. So, uh, and now I guess people are not going to be even going to Brazil because of that that mosquito thing down there, or whatever it's called, uh, some disease that carried by it. So anyway, that's what's happening. So, and as I said on the show last week, the British are tired of being, of their ha- having their country overrun by Muslims who don't want to assimilate. And you know what? I'm sorry. I said that they're tired of Muslims. Guess what? By the end of this, by the end of this show, you'll know why. If you don't know, hopefully if you listen to my show, you already knew. You already know because, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to discriminate against a religion, but guess what? Those are the people that keep killing people. So, of course, the media has called it xenophobia. Listen to CNN's Christian Amanpour. A lot of these leave movements are led by the hard right, very, very xenophobic, anti-immigrant, very populist, nationalist, white identity politics. They are the leaders who are are pushing this, uh, this momentum. Yeah, they are the xenophobes. So for those of you that don't know, xenophobia is the fear of people that are different or foreign you know if it's different than you you're scared of it oh my god especially if they're cutting people's heads off you know you know i don't really normally be afraid of people just because they got a different color skin or you know they they have three eyeballs or or uh you know you know if they if they don't have big sharp teeth coming at me while i'm swimming uh in the in the ocean you know i'm not really scared of them if it's anything short of that but you know when they start cutting people's heads off and uh you know wearing suicide vests and they and they if they happen to be close to me i'm just not feeling that you know i'm not feeling comfortable with uh with that around me does that make me a xenophobe uh so calling uh calling brexit voters xenophobes was a thing to do this week but bill maher who does uh but bill maher doesn't agree he's been talking about the threats of radical islam for a long time now and he's uh, about the only liberal out there uh who seems to get it I hear a lot of talk today about xenophobia yeah. and is it really phobia if you have something to be afraid of 52 percent of british muslims think being gay should be illegal do you really think if if uh, America had 
Muslimized ghettos, Muslimized, that's not the right word, uh, uh, radicalized ghettos of Muslims like London and Brussels right. and, and Paris, yeah, course, yeah. Uh, where a woman who would walk down the street in a short skirt would be hassled because it was anti-Islamic. What, what would Americans do if that happened in this country? We have yeah, what would they do? You know what? People say, hey, Bill Maher, you know, he, he's not even funny. And I have to say, yes, he is. He's, he's hilarious. Um, I don't agree with just about anything Bill Maher says. But uh, Don and I, you know, pretty regularly watch his show that comes on Friday nights and it plays all week uh, on HBO. Um, I'm not endorsing his show because it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of hooey, but he is funny. And uh, he is funny. You know, I, even the, even some people here at the radio station go, he's not even funny. I said, yes, he is. You know, you laugh. It's one of those guilty pleasures. You watch him and you, and you know, he's, you know, he's talking smack, right? Not even behind our back. He's, he's making fun of us uh, conservatives, but it's funny. So anyway, uh, but who doesn't get it is Hillary Clinton, who used Brexit as just another way of attacking Donald Trump. Here's the commercial she released right after the vote. Every president is tested by world events, but Donald Trump thinks about how his golf resort can profit from them. When the pound goes down, more people are coming to Turnberry. In a volatile world, the last thing we need is a volatile president. What's volatile about recognizing opportunity? I don't know. Hello, you know, that's what people, that's what smart people do. They see circumstances and they go, okay, what does that mean to me? Well, you know, when, when I looked at it, I go, hey, well, you know what? I guess the people are tired of being part of that other big area. And now they're in control. Now they've got the jobs that'll come back to them. And, uh, and the biggest thing is the European Union rules are you get to... Uh, you get there's open borders once you're in once you're in the European Union you can travel freely between the uh, between the countries which is like what we do here for the most part in the United States you've traveled freely between the states and uh, there being an island um, gives them a natural border that they could that they could use but being part of the Euro European Union eliminates that so maybe they just got tired of it maybe they said hey enough is enough I can relate. I can relate. I'm really, you know, I'm in the mortgage business and I will tell you that in the last, in the last year with, uh, some of the regulations that have gone on, uh, from, uh, ca caused by the, uh, a rule called TRID, um, which is the TILA RESPA, uh, integration disclosure by having to do some new disclosures and all the disclosures that we did, which are part of the Dodd-Frank, uh, the Dodd-Frank law that was passed in 2009 and they still are don't understand it or they're still having interpretation issues but they implemented the majority of the of the stuff they didn't understand in October I had to put on like a hundred thousand dollars a month worth of new payroll I don't know I don't know how you'd feel if you have a uh, a uh, a thriving company that you've worked for 26 years to build and all of a sudden you have to, that the government makes some new rules and it forces you to have to add a hundred thousand dollars a month worth of new new payroll. I don't know. Would that make it a struggle to stay in business if that was your business? Um, would you get fed up? Would you? Uh, would you? Would you know? Would would that? Would that make you say? Would that make you say, "Hey, let's secede from the union"? You know, if there weren't so many morons and Democrats in uh, in California, I'd say, "Hey, let's secede from the union." 
But it sounds like if uh, Texas does it, if Texas does it, that I'm going to consider, hmm, how is the, how is the, uh, the climate down in Texas? My buddy Joey Jones lives in Austin, and he says it's awesome. And uh, my, I have some friends that, uh, in the insurance business that we do do business with, and uh, their and her and uh, Susie's husband is down there building a house for them in uh, somewhere south of uh, El Paso, I think. And uh, I forget, maybe it's south of of uh, San Antonio. I think it's south of El Paso. I forget what she says. It's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's really beautiful and awesome. You know what? It's about the same place on the globe, so it should have similar similar uh, weather to us. And it's but it's close to the Gulf, so it's probably a little more humid. There's no uh, there's no ski mountains in Texas that I'm aware of, so I'm gonna have to uh, get used to flying to go skiing. But I can fly to Colorado in in a couple hours, and I can't drive to Mammoth that fast. So I guess I could, and I know there's lots of rivers, so. I could uh, take my boat out there, so I guess I could. I guess I could. I guess if I guess if Hillary gets gets uh, nominated and takes the this company this country the the rest of the way down the toilet, that we can uh, that I could probably assimilate to the the move into the country of Texas. Um, but so anyway, that's that's how the people in in Britain feel. And uh, so anyway, uh, uh, meet the press's uh, Chuck Todd, asked Trump's campaign manager. Paul Manafort to respond to uh, to Hillary's commercial about uh, him making a profit, you know, on on Brexit. The American people care about what is going to happen to their lives, about change, uh, and and the issues of Brexit. Uh, this kind of phony ad uh, doesn't address those things, uh, and and Hillary Clinton is ignoring the reality because she's part of the establishment. She can't get away from the fact that she is part of the problem that's being rejected. So when she tries to distract with commercials like this, she's once again showing that she is absolutely afraid of the consequences of of what Brexit represented and what the the Trump phenomenon in the in the primaries represented which is historic numbers of people voting for change against okay. the establishment. Yep, exactly right. Exactly what I said, exactly what Trump said. It's common sense. But Chuck Todd continued to push for an answer to why Trump used Brexit to promote his golf course. I like his response. First of all, Mr. Trump is an international businessman. His success as an international businessman and a person who gets things done is one of the attractions of his candidacy so that when he says he's going to bring real change to the country, voters believe him. Unlike Mrs. Clinton, who has been saying that for 25 years, and in those 25 years, the only changes that have happened have made people's lives worse. Hey, you know what? Trump is a is an international businessman, and what do business people do? A, B, C. Always be closing. You know, you're always you're always thinking like that. You know, the difference between rich people and poor people is the way they think. It's not how you were born, because I was born to poor parents that gave me no. No, my mom was a hard worker, but I've said this a million times. My dad gave me a perfect example of everything I didn't want to be in life. Okay? So, you know, they say, get motivated happy, get motivated mad, just get motivated, do something. However you can can get motivated. And for me, that's how I got motivated. I didn't want to be like my dad. I wanted to accomplish something. I I wanted to start something and finish it. That's how rich people think. Maybe if you think that's wrong, maybe you should change the way you think. And most of you probably understand what I'm saying, but tell that to all your Democrat friends. 
that think Hillary is the way to vote. Well, I think it's time to have a woman a woman uh, president. That's fine. We can have a woman president. We can have a black man for a president. We can have anybody we want. But you know what? Hillary's an idiot. You want a woman for president? Carly Fiorina. Okay, you want a black guy for president? Ben Carson. Uh, Herman Cain. There's a whole bunch of people that, that are qualified, just not the people that the Democrats put up because they're idiots. Okay, so uh, so let's see here. The bottom line on the Brexit vote uh, was, you know, Nigel Nigel Farage, who co-founded the Leave Vote campaign, summed it all up entirely in this perfect uh, little uh, clip. We finished up until last Thursday with 70% of our laws being made by foreign institutions, with our own Supreme Court being overruled in Luxembourg, and with an open border to 500 million people. So, you know what? Just just what we said. Does anybody know where Luxembourg is? You know, I, I thought, where is Luxembourg? Is You know, what city is that country? What country is that city in? Guess what? Luxembourg is a country, and it's uh, stuffed in between Germany and France and somewhere, some little tiny, itty-bitty place. And that's where the laws get made for the European Union. Would you like that? There's a there's a group of people in Rhode Island that makes the makes the laws for uh, for California. I don't think I'd like that. So uh, so hey, you know what? Think about this this weekend when you're celebrating Independence Day, and instead it's not it was it wasn't created to have a time where we get to have an extra day off and have some barbecues and uh, and get drunk. It was a it's it's a celebration of our independence. Uh, from who are we independent from? Oh yeah, from Great Britain way back when. Okay, when they were being oppressed by uh, Great Britain, the people came here. Okay, think about that instead of just the barbecue, and uh, and and uh, be happy about what happened in Great Britain. It's going to be a good thing. Okay, uh, next thing. Uh, Tuesday, terror attack in Istanbul, Turkey. On Tuesday, killed 41 people and wounded 30. Uh, who do you think did that? I don't know. Probably white Christian people. Nah. Nope. Uh, second guess, uh, Asian monks? No. Guess again. Oh, Muslims. Oh, by the time recorded this, by the time I recorded, we knew there were three suicide bombers who carried it out. Isn't it funny how when the attack is done by a bomb, the media immediately calls it immediately calls it terror because they can't blame it on guns, even though no terror group has taken responsibility for the attack yet. Secretary of State John Kerry, <clears throat> I like to call him Lurch. Um, for those of you that are as old as I am, you remember the Adams family. Lurk, you ring. Uh, so he, but he calls him Dash. But uh, he seemed fine pointing pointing the blame at ISIS or uh, or Dash. It has been more than one year since Dash has actually launched a full scale military offensive, and that's because our coalition is moving forward relentlessly on every front. Now, yes, you can bomb an airport, you can blow yourself up. That's the tragedy. Dash and others like it know that uh, we have to get it right 24-7, 365. They have to get it right for 10 minutes or one hour. Oh, poor baby. Are you saying it's not fair? We only have to get it right. We have to get it right at 365, 24-7. Uh, I don't know how hard that was. Uh, George W. Bush created the Department of Homeland Security so everybody could communicate. We might actually... Uh, accomplished something here but apparently uh obama administration dismantled some of that stuff let me see if i can get to the next part uh 
You know, does he even sound surprised to you? Uh, you know, Dr. Sebastian Gorka saying that no one should be, be surprised by what happened because ISIS has already already promised a string of attacks to happen during the holy the Muslims holy month of Ramadan, which ends next Tuesday, July 5th. And uh, and they had said it in Turkish. Nobody should be surprised. A year ago, in June 2014, uh, 2015, uh, there was a publication of a Turkish-language ISIS magazine named Constantinople, where they talked about the conquest of Constantinople, the need to recapture the home of the Ottoman Empire, to cleanse it of false Muslims. We know they've talked about attacks during Ramadan. And most specifically of all, and this is why Orlando shouldn't have surprised anybody, they have been explicit in their publications in English. We are going to take the fight to the jihadis where there are high concentrations on un of unarmed civilians. Yep, that uh, shouldn't surprise anybody at all. We're going to talk some more about this after the quick break of uh, five minutes of commercials, weather and traffic. Don't go away. I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Let me talk about mortgages and real estate for about 30 seconds here. Hey, you know what? Uh, interest rates are unbelievable, and they've gotten really, really, really good since the Brexit vote last week. Uh, if you haven't heard, rates got significantly better. So if you haven't refinanced or if you haven't refinanced or you refinanced uh, and you want to check and see if it's worth doing again, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night, 855-640-2020. Uh, rates are really, really good. I think they might even continue to get better for a little while, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. You know, I wouldn't, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I think uh, the um, Great Britain leaving the European Union could be a start of something big in uh, in the maybe the whole crumble of the whole European Union. So anyway, uh, if you if you need to refinance or if you want to find out if it makes sense, call me 855-640-2020. So we were talking before the break about the uh, attack in Inst Istanbul. That's in Turkey, folks. It's the capital of Turkey, Istanbul. Uh, some of you have seen a movie a long time ago called uh, Midnight Run. It's not a place that I ever want to go to because of that they might have something really cool to see in turkey but i'll never go because i saw the midnight run about i don't know 30 years ago it doesn't look like a fun place to me but i i, uh, I digress so uh we talked about what uh how uh, sebastian gorka and uh, how how everybody's basically reacted to it uh to this um you know what trump seems seems to be one of the other guys that got it right and this isn't technical it's not diplomatic, but he says what he says just exactly what we're all thinking. Here's what he said. We had another suicide bombing, Istanbul, Turkey. Many, many people killed, many, many people injured. Folks, there's something going on that's really, really bad. All right, it's bad. And we better get smart and we better get tough. Or we're not gonna have much of a country left, okay? You know, it's interesting as I saw uh, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, who has a blog and I've read some of his stuff and he seems like he's, he's relatively intelligent. He must have, he must have some intelligence cause he's mega, mega rich. And you see him on shark tank. He's not a stupid guy, but he just seems out there to me. He just seems out there. Well, you know, uh, I've been talking to uh, both sides about, uh, you know, possibly being a running mate 
to being a vice president. I think uh, I bring some some uh, some technological ideas, and uh, and I was it Hannity or uh, or somebody was talking to him. I think I don't remember what show it was on. It was a couple weeks ago, and he goes, they go, well, who are you talking to? Talking to who? Who do you like? Well, I'm talking to both sides. Really, more uh, Hillary than Trump. You know what? You want to be vice president. You, you're thinking that you might be considering being a vice presidential running mate, but you don't have a, a side that you want to be on. I, you know, I just think it's really cool, man. I'm going to be vice president. I'm going to be asked to be on the vice presidential ticket. You know, people are going to know me. If you don't know who I am, you're really going to know me then. Uh, oh, it's awesome, dude. Uh, moron. So anyway, um, but we better we better start thinking about it right we better start thinking about this thing right and build the wall and go out. But he, oh, you know, I, 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 I got off track. Uh, the one of the reasons I brought up Mark Cuban because he goes, I don't really think it's a fixable problem, but you know, we could, we could work towards something. You know, I don't really think it's a fixable problem. Well, there's got to be a fix for it. Or all just all gonna die um, eventually. So, uh, but here's something you probably didn't hear about yet. Uh, June 14th, the day after the Orlando uh, uh, massacre. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. On June 14th at LAX, Los Angeles International Airport, folks, a woman dressed in Islamic garb, uh, I think it's called a burqa, um, threatened to bomb America, kill gays in a bizarre rant that lasted over about 15 minutes, at, uh, then walked right into the airport. She's later arrested at the ticket counter. Um, you haven't heard any of this in the media, but fortunately, cameraman Tony Vera caught the whole thing and I couldn't play the whole thing on the radio or even very much of it because, uh, you know, she's a nice, friendly, religious Muslim lady. And and about every every five words, there's an F word. And uh, and it's F America and F Americans. And uh, here's just a little piece. of Listen really close because she says some stuff that you go, what did she just say? Listen to the listen to it. It's, it's easy to hear, but just think about what she just said. And if you want to be evil, then I will show you what evil is. What about what, about what happened yesterday in Orlando? The guy killed 50 people. What guy? The terrorist guy. Exactly. He's not a terrorist. He's he, not? He's not a terrorist. He's Muslim, so they tuck the name terrorist just because he's Muslim. Yeah, but he killed 50 people. Of course. Because whatever they're doing is not right. Gay is not allowed. Okay. Of course he killed him. Because whatever they're doing is not right. Gay is not allowed. That means if you're not doing right in their eyes, it's okay to kill you. Hello, he's Muslim. That's what Muslim people do. Not all Muslim people do it, but all people that do that are Muslim. Okay? With a very few exceptions. I'm sorry. When uh, Donald Trump says, hey, we got... And you know what? And I, this is the other thing. What is the deal with with uh, people saying that Trump called for a Muslim ban. He never said, I never heard him say he wanted to ban Muslim people. I already said he wanted to stop allowing immigration from Muslim countries until we get a, until we have a hold on it and figure out how we're going to vet these people. Hey, before let's stop letting alligators into Disney world until we figure out how we can keep the people away from the alligators are, then they won't, then they won't grab little kids and drown them in the, drown them in the lake. Right outside the hotel, I don't know. Seems normal to me, and but no one's worried about about uh, discrimination against alligators. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little uh, analogy I had. Um, so anyway, that's that was a little rant. I, I think I'm gonna put up a, a copy of that video. I'm gonna post it on edhoffman.net. I don't know if I'll get it up there this week. 
if I can get it up there this week, because like I said, my website guy has been under the weather and unable to get on his computer. But um, I'll try to get that thing posted this week, if possible. If not, uh, email me and I'll fo- and I'll forward you the link. Email me, say, hey, send me that uh, that Muslim lady who's saying f America, and I'll forward you the link to this this little video. It's 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 kind of startling, kind of startling that they let her just wheel her little thing into the airport after that ranting and raving and just being a maniac. So, uh, so anyway, this week was Hillary week. You know, Hillary, uh, had a week start out great. Thanks to, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, her, her twin sister. Um, you, if you saw her on, uh, on a couple of their appearances, they're wearing almost matching clothes. They're both the same color. Um, not exactly as, I don't know who is stupider looking, but I know, uh, I'm not a fan of either one. Monday, Warren stole the stole the show at Hillary's rally in Cincinnati, and the crowd appeared more excited than ever they did for than they did ever for Hillary, especially when Elizabeth Warren said little catchy phrases like this. Donald Trump says he'll make America great again. It's it's right there. No, it's stamped on the front of his goofy hat. You want to see goofy? Look at him in that hat. Hey, how come how come that's not offensive? How come how come that's not offensive? Because you know, when, if Donald Trump said that, they'd be saying he's he's uh, discriminating against women. Hey, look at look at Elizabeth Warren and those that goofy face with the high cheekbones. I don't know, remember that you know this is the same woman thinking of high cheekbones that tried to that apparently used uh, the fact that she's got got a uh, got. Native American blood to get to become uh, to get a job at Harvard or or one of these colleges teaching tried to get some special uh, some special privileges that were reserved for people that are Native American minorities. Uh, remember, remember, Elizabeth Warren said this. I have lived in a family that has talked about Native American and talked about tribes since I've been a little girl. I still have a picture on my mantle at home, and it's a picture my mother had before that, a picture of my grandfather. And my Aunt B has walked by that picture at least a thousand times, remarked that, he, that her father, my papa, had high cheekbones like all of the Indians do. Well, there's there's undisputable proof. My my grandma, my aunt B said my papa had high cheekbones just like Indians. That's proof that you've got Indian blood in you. Why don't you just say, "Here, I got my DNA test from ancestor ancestry.com. I sent in my little drop of blood and they sent me this." What's the uh what is the uh the movie Trying to think of it, there's a movie that we saw in the last year where uh, some guy's always talking about. Um, oh, I know it was uh, my big fat Greek wedding too, where he's uh, always saying, "Yo, our country, uh, we're descendants from Alexander the Great," and uh, and uh, the daughter, the main person, uh, uh, creates a a letter that's undisputable confirmation that. Their ancestry goes down to from the Alexander the Great, and she told everybody it's not real. She just had it to make him feel good. Well, you know what? High cheekbones that proves it. And here's here's my other favorite thing that Elizabeth Warren told you. So when you listen to her, this is how stupid she is. There is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there. Good for you. But I want to be clear. You moved your goods 
to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. Hey, guess what? 47% of the people don't pay anything. And they get to drive on those same roads to pick up their welfare check. And then go to the store and buy the stuff that we, that us taxpayers pay for. And you know what? If you built a company, you did build it. You built it on the, on the roads that you helped pay for. And you created jobs to help other people go to work and have have some dignity in how they spend and you know what you don't owe, owe any any uh, apology to anybody Mitt Romney you know what I like Donald Trump he's I'm rich I've created lots of jobs I have a great company you don't have to apologize for that that's a good thing I don't care how much money uh, Donald Trump is hey he wouldn't show his taxes so what I wouldn't show my taxes if I was in the middle of an audit either because you guys will start picking stuff off and force the IRS to to make his life hell you know what? I know what? He's got a plane. I don't. He's richer than me. Good enough for me. And I don't really care how much money. I know Hillary and Bill have uh Hillary and Bill have a whole bunch of money. How did they get it? Well, we've provided our taxes for the last 40 years. How come? Because you've been living as public servants. How do you get rich like that when you're a public servant? I don't know. Did anybody think about that? Anyway, but the but you know but the end of the week didn't end so well for Hillary. Hillary had a run for the first half of the week. Well, the first last half of last week and the beginning of this week. But then in the the end it didn't uh, end so well for Hillary because on Tuesday the House Select Committee um, on Benghazi released its report on the events of September 11th, 2012. Remember Benghazi? Remember uh, uh, the uh, 13 Hours movie? The deadly attack we all knew was anti-American demonstration, but Democrats said it was a protest to an anti-Muslim YouTube video. Here's the committee chairman, Trey, Trey Gowdy, who probably would have been a good pick for, uh, if he wasn't in the middle of this, he might have been a good good candidate for president or vice president or uh, speaker of the house, um, but he wanted to finish this. But here he is telling the, uh, telling the press what new revelations are in the report. You didn't know about any of the emails from, from Ambassador Stevens. You didn't know about any of the emails from Sidney Blumenthal to whomever he was emailing. Um, you. You didn't know that a single U.S. military asset did not meet a single designated timeline. Think about that for a second. The world's most powerful military did not meet a single solitary self-imposed timeline. So all of that is new. Yeah, it's, it's all new. But the New York Times and other media continue to say there was nothing new in the report all day long. So here's Gowdy reaffirming his point to uh, Fox News' Brett Baer later in the day. If you um, had believed the House Democrats in the New York Times, you would never have known who evacuated us from the annex. You would never know that no asset was headed towards Benghazi. You would never know that not a single wheel was turning when the last two Americans were killed. You would not know the corroboration that Secretary of State was going back to Libya in the fall of 2012. You would not know about the $20 million fund that she approved in August of 2012 before our facility was attacked in September of 2012. Read the report. Uh, I wish the New York Times had read it before they wrote the headline. You know, if you've got time to go through the 800 pages, which I haven't made time for that, I hope they're really short pages. I would like to read the whole thing. I don't know that I'll ever have time, but as long as people keep digging things out of it, um, I heard there was an Appendix H, I think, where it, it mentions that uh, that Obama skipped his uh, security briefing uh, September 12th. 
And uh, so apparently he gets a security briefing every day uh, live, and uh, he can choose to take it and read it and then not ask questions, but he chose to skip that. And there seems to be an absence of absence of where was President Obama during all this stuff? When the, uh, when the 13 hours of, of uh, the Benghazi attack, realizing that the beginning, they attacked the, uh, the consulate, and shortly thereafter, uh, our, our ambassador, Chris Stevens, and, his, and one of the IT guys there that worked there, uh, Sean Smith, were dead. And we may not have been able to do anything about that, but it was almost, almost about 11 hours later when the mortar attack hit where we lost uh, Tyrone Woods and Glenn Doherty who were up on the top of the annex fighting. And uh, if they could have had a plane just fly over it and scare the heck out of them, um, which they were requested. And, you know, in the Benghazi report, it says that uh, Secretary of Defense uh, Leon Panetta said deploy. He ordered, go ahead and deploy deploy uh, uh, aircraft to go act on it the president was nowhere to be found so the only the and they were turned around and said stop do not deploy by the state department so if obama didn't order it the secretary of defense did order the planes to go somebody stopped it uh they were all in the situation room in the white house uh the secretary of defense the secretary of state hillary clinton and Obama was nowhere to be found. He was probably having pizza and a cigar in the in the Oval Office. But for some reason, he refuses to answer where he was. No one will say anything. I'm sure someone will write a book after he's out of office and and mention where they are, where they were. But uh, somebody somebody said no. Somebody consciously decided not to send help for these guys, and they're dead. But everybody wants to sweep it under the under the rug. Here's White House Secretary Josh Earnest. Uh, playing it off like nothing, like it was nothing, but he, you know, he's stumbling over his words. Well, this has been thoroughly debunked by previous Republican, Republican, Republican-led uh, investigations in the Congress. So uh, I'm not going to get into the, the the back and forth because, frankly, Republicans have already done that. Republicans in the uh, House Intelligence Committee uh, have concluded that. Uh, that those charges are not true. Questions have been raised about that assertion by the Benghazi committee's lead investigator. Nobody has concluded that anything wasn't true. They just didn't do anything about it, which is the reason that we're all voting for Trump. Of course, Hillary wants to know there's nothing new in this report and uh, thinks we should just all forget about it. I'll leave it to others to characterize uh, this uh, report, but I think it's pretty clear uh, it's time to move on. Thank you all very much. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I feel better that you told us that it's time to move on. Uh, kind of about the same thing you said a few years back on this same subject. What difference at this point does it make? Yeah, well, I think it makes a lot of difference. You know, uh <clears throat> I think it may I think it makes a lot of difference when you you know what if you haven't seen if you haven't seen that movie 13 hours um it's out on video now go get it go get it watch it uh your young kids probably aren't going to be interested in it um and they probably shouldn't see it anyway um it's it's nothing nothing really you know it's I just don't I don't think little kids will really be interested in it so I don't really think you have to worry about them seeing it um, but you know, at, at the beginning, 
says this is a true story. It doesn't say this is based on a true story. This is a true story. And the guys that wrote that, um, uh, three or four of the of the SEALs, Marines, and uh, and Army Rangers that were there fighting, there were six guys, uh, four of which actually came home. Um, but you'll you'll see them in the movie, and you see them on the news all the time. And I've seen them on Fox News describing the whole the whole story, and then it, and it, and they said that when uh, Michael Bay uh, uh, produced, directed this movie. He said, "Hey, we have to get this exactly right, or else we're going to take too much criticism." So they they were very, very careful to make sure that that movie was was right. And it has a timeline in it, so it says you can see when the thing's starting, and then it says then it shows the time, so you could see like eight minutes into it or eleven minutes into it, it says uh, POTUS. It shows a shot, a really quick shot of the White House. POTUS being briefed. Okay, eight minutes into it. Um, means the president of the United States was being told what's going on. At one point, one of the fighters tells the guy at the annex, says, hey, we got to get, we got to get uh, a, a drone above. And so they see him and he says, he says, there's a predator above. Okay. The predator is the, is the drone that, that superseded the, the Reaper, which is the bigger, nicer, more exciting one that gets uh, controlled out of March Air Force Base, where they fly them from March Air Force Base. And I think there's two other places in the country where they fly them. Those things are flying around. They could stay up in the air for like 24 hours, and they've got cameras and missiles and all that stuff flying around. And they and they and they they broadcast live video of what's going on to all the military bases and the White House and the de- Defense Department. Everybody was watching this happen. It wasn't real obvious in the movie if you weren't watching it. And Don and I saw the thing. I've watched it like four or five times. We went to the movies and saw it at the premiere that the radio station put on. And then we went and saw it again uh, two days later. And then we watched it on pay-per-view. And then we watched it on uh, some illegal thing before it came out on video. And then we, we've seen it several times. This movie is startling. Hillary Clinton cannot be, cannot be president. And uh, you know, here let me let me play this one last clip. This is Congressman Jim Jordan Jordan reminding us what the point of the entire investigation is. If anyone asks you why Hillary Clinton wouldn't make a good president, this is the reason. Before the attack ended, no military assets were headed towards Benghazi. But what did start before the attack was over was the political spin. Uh, at 10:08 that night, with Tyrone Woods still on the roof of the annex fighting for his life. Secretary Clinton issues this statement, the official statement on Benghazi, the official statement of our government that evening. Some have sought to justify this vicious behavior as a response to inflammatory material on the Internet. We know that statement was misleading because an hour later she told her daughter, terrorists killed two of our people today. The next day she tells the Egyptian prime minister, we know the film had nothing to do with it. It was a planned attack, not a protest. And this public-private contrast continues for days, publicly telling the American people it was a video-inspired protest, privately telling the truth that it was a terrorist attack. And maybe the best example is from the 14th, same day Mr. Rhodes issues his talking points. But that day, we have Mr. Carney at a press briefing saying this, no information to suggest Benghazi was a pre-planned attack. No information to suggest a pre-planned attack. That same day, State Department official in Libya says this, Benghazi was a well-planned attack. You couldn't have a starker contrast than those two statements. And I think it's important to remember this. Don't forget the context. Libya was supposed to be the, the crowning jewel of the Clinton 
State Department foreign policy and the Obama administration foreign policy. This was their example of how it works. No boots on the ground, oust the dictator, help the Arab Spring. This was supposed to be how it works. In fact, Jake Sullivan sent an email to um, one of the things we discovered in our investigation where he talks about leadership, stewardship, ownership of this policy from start to finish. This was something Hillary Clinton pushed for and got done. But maybe the better one is the email from Sidney Blumenthal. A few days after Gaddafi has been removed, he sends an email to the secretary and he says, this is a big moment. You should do a press event, even if it's in the driveway of your vacation home. And he, and he finishes the email with this statement. This is a big moment. You are vindicated. Don't wait. Help Cleo now. Cleo, of course, is the goddess of history. So they were committed to this. They were invested in this. This was it. This was how it's supposed to work in their administration, in their State Department. And they were so committed, it didn't matter that there were 200 security incidents between the time Blumenthal sent the email and when the terrorist attack happens. It didn't matter that one diplomatic security agent went to Benghazi, did his service, and came back. And when he came back, he said this, it's a suicide mission. Every Quote, everybody there is going to die. It didn't matter that on... August 17th of 2012, three and a half weeks before the attack, Beth Jones sends a memo to Secretary Clinton, and she uses terms. She talks about the uptick in violence in eastern Libya and talks about urgency, lawlessness, widespread violence. They didn't matter because they were committed to this policy. And then it happens. Then it happens. A terrorist attack, and it's a terrorist attack on September 11th, 2012, days before. Vice President Biden had said, GM's alive, bin Laden's dead. The president had this narrative that al-Qaeda's on the run. But now they got a terrorist attack. And they have to mislead the American people because it's 56 days before an election. Their legacy's on the line. And she has the goddess of history looking over her shoulder. So they mislead the American people. Folks, that's why Hillary Clinton cannot tell the truth, why she's, she can't be president. I'm all out of time for this week. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Remember what we're celebrating. Be safe. Be sane. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week. Stay safe.